0: Still stunned, how you that? Got that whole world skin,
1: how it does that? Hello everyone, and welcome to the Intentional Grounding Fantasy Football Podcast. This is our ninth episode, Lucky Number Nine. Um, I'm here with Luke Bisson, my co-host. Hey. And Jojo Mags, who is becoming a regular on our podcast.
0: Hey guys, I'm super stoked.
1: Yeah, and you're also, hopefully, you're not three times as loud as everyone this time. (laughs) Fingers (laughs) crossed. (laughs) So on this podcast, we're going to go ahead and give it a title because it's got a theme, and you'll you'll figure that out as we go along. It's called Getting Defensive. Um, So today, we're going to hit our mailbag and some trade questions, and then we're going to go into the rookie draft landscape, basically... We're going to look at uh, Dynasty League Football, DLF's Rookie Draft ADP, and look at risers and fallers. And then finally, we're going to round it out with a 2016 Rookie Individual Defensive Player Primer. That's IDP primers. So what we're trying to give you here is something that nobody else is really offering out there, as far as I can tell, in terms of some IDP rookie um, insight. Um, And then at the very, very, very tail end of the podcast, so as not to ruin... The series for all of you. We will get into a Game of Thrones character draft, so stay tuned for that. Um, so how are you guys doing today? Fantastic.
0: Doing pretty good. Work was busy, so I can't really complain on that front.
1: Oh yeah, you you, you hang hang out with some cars and drive some cars around.
0: Yeah, it's not as it's not as fun as Ferrari was, but it's still Audi, so there's still some S4s and fun stuff like that.
1: For those yeah. of you who don't know, Jojo works um, at a uh, an Audi shop, and he used to work on awesome Ferraris and send us cool pictures, but he no longer does that part. He just works on cars that I can actually afford. Every time we talk about this, I want to start playing Forza again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my
1: god, that game was a thing.
0: <laughs> I was always a Gran Turismo guy.
1: Oh, you uh, so Gt
0: stuff. So realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt like I was actually driving a car. Yeah. I was more of a GT guy. I I played Forza once. Mm-hmm. And it was good, but I because I only played it once, I can't really comment on like how the game was. Right.
1: What <laughs> kind of cars do you actually drive, Jojo? Like what kind? you like do you in real life, like not at Like Ford? what do I
0: own? <laughs> yeah. Um I own a Mazda 5 van. Oh, that's nice.
1: right. You, you that have, is literally you
0: have two the kids. only car. Yeah, Dude. I've got two kids. I need those sliding doors cuz my dog <laughs> still like there it. is nothing wrong with the nice van. You do kick the door open. Look <laughs> so. do you have a van too?
2: No, we are we are going to a van once our lease is up. We have a uh, uh f- 14 or 15 Ford Escape and we're going to go to the uh, uh Honda Odyssey
0: from there. Oh my god, guys. Oh. Yeah, my wife, like my wife drools over the Honda Odyssey. You know, yeah, we're so- <laughs> pretty legit.
2: Oh yeah, we're, we're still like a year and, like, three months away, and we're already, like, planning the Honda Odyssey excursion. It's it's beautiful.
1: Dude, I'm sitting here, like, driving a Ford Ranger XLT, and I'm loving it. Uh, <laughs> enjoy it while you can.
0: Yeah. I used right. to drive an Acura TSX.
1: Oh. Mm.
0: Okay. That I'll was really fun. But then <laughs> I have two kids, and so the game changed. Yeah.
1: And my girlfriend has two cats. Does that count? <laughs> Only if you buckle them in. Uh, yeah. They, they do not allow that. <laughs> anyway, so let's actually do some dynasty or redraft football. How about it? Hey, all right. All right. So, um, first thing, we're going to get into mailbag and trade questions. Jesus, guys. Um, and uh, so, the first thing on our mailbag, we have from Halal on Twitter, we have Keenan. He wants to know what Keenan Rob, Rob, Robinson's. IDP value is in a two linebacker plus a flex dynasty league.
0: So, um, it, part of it depends on scoring, but either way. So, Keenan Robinson, I was looking at like how he did in Iron Throne,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is pretty tackle heavy when you factor in tackle for loss and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and he was hurt. So, he really. He played, let's see, he missed three, he missed four full games. Mm-hmm. And then it looks like he was on, in week 14, they have him listed, but he didn't score any points. So I'm assuming that he was still hurt for a few weeks.
1: Yeah, he was. Uh, he, um. It was a big deal because he was a Redskin, so I know yeah. about that.
0: Um, and so even with his injuries, he, let's see, he scored, it was 36 tackles. Um, no sacks, an interception, three passes defended, mm-hmm. a fumble return. I mean, because he was hurt, it's kind of hard to gauge. In 2014, he did a lot better, though, 71 70, tackles. Yeah,
1: 71 solo tackles, and that's great. He was, he was a good player in both big play and tackle leagues in the year
0: before. Yeah. So, if he can get back to that, I mean, um, then he's going to be obviously a lot better because he was... Um, yeah, he was like ninety second linebacker last year. Before that, he would have been a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, and now he's with the Giants. So the thing is, is you know how, I guess, what was his injury? Because I'm not sure. What, I don't know what his injury was.
1: It was a. There are a few things. I I, I think, um, and I can't remember exactly what they were. But with the Giants now, he's looking to maybe split time with Jasper Brinkley. Um, or B. J. Goodson, right? Hmm. And so yeah, he's gonna split time with Jasper Frankly, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> and uh I think that I think that, that defense is gonna create a lot of opportunity for him. So I think if he can even get close to his um previous form, like before last year, where he was playing injured yeah. for most of the year, I think that he is going to be really solid on your IDP league uh teams. But with
0: with two linebackers though and one flex, I mean, in a twelve team league, that's really I mean, he's probably, even if he's, let's say he's back up to like 65 tackles, 70 tackles. Right. Um, He still might be towards the back end of that, depending right. on how tackle heavy the scoring is.
2: Mm. Yeah, I, I think he may only be relevant uh, because they have the uh, flex position. Right, uh, yeah. But yeah. I don't know if he'd break that top 24 uh, it looks yeah. like it was a shoulder injury and then a hamstring. Oh,
1: there we go with Luke in the, in the specifics. Thank you, guy. Hey. Rotor World saves the day again. <laughs> uh, so, for me, I would – I mean, obviously, he's no longer a redskin, so I'm taking that out of the equation. I think he would be worth a good flyer because if he does return to good form and maybe in his third year he even takes a step forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that he would crack that top 24 – but he's definitely worth the flex in some considerations, depending on scoring. So, I, I think he would be a hold if you have him, or a buy low if you don't.
0: Yeah, I think he. I think he'll be a good flex. So another thing. So looking at Iron Throne again, mm-hmm. looking at linebacker twenty four was Brandon Marshall for Denver mm-hmm. um, with seventy seven tackles, nine or. 9 for a loss, 25 assists and two sacks, two interceptions, two forced fumbles. So it's a pretty, you know, decent stat line, but like we were saying, you know, if you can get up to 70 tackles, he's definitely going to be in that flex range.
2: Right. You know, even even with the additions of like uh Reggie Ragland to Buffalo and potentially Darren Lee out and uh to the Jets and everything who could step in and get some uh just eat some tackles there. You know, you, he probably could still make it in there.
1: Yeah. yeah so you guys what would what would so in in a word, what would you do with him, Jojo? Uh hold. What about you, Luke? I I agree I would hold. I would hold as well or buy low, um, if possible, if for the right price. Um moving on, now that we've beaten Keenan Robinson to death, um our next question comes from Jason N, um, who I have on good authority is a Cleveland Browns fan. Shout out to Jason. What? Uh, what is Stefan Anthony's value now that he has moved to the Sam? And is he worth holding on to? Uh, I'm going to let you two field this. All right. Uh, well, my first thought on it is
2: uh, Laronitis. James Laranitis is now there as the, uh, as the Mike and with him moving to Sam. I personally feel that Stefan Anthony is going to find himself back as the Mike sooner rather than later. Uh, I do not see uh, Laronitis being able to uh, keep him out of that position, so I, I think you're going to see him go back in there. So for me, his value right now, I don't see much of a drop off. Now, what that value is, I mean, I feel he personally that he was stat-wise the best linebacker, but like between him and Eric Kendricks from last year, who that seemed to be like the big, uh, uh, the big two middle linebackers, see who was going to get the most tackles. um but it, I don't know. I mean, I, I th- he's definitely worth holding on to. I don't see his value dropping that much, and I see it coming right back up because I see him going back to Mike.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's really gonna depend on yeah like, if he really stays there. Um, when you're, cause he just so he just switched teams, right? or what did he uh, He, he moved, uh, James moved. and I assigned
2: with uh, New Orleans and they put oh, him at, and, yeah. and Mike and, at the Mike position and everything but I mean at the same time look, this is just OTAs yeah, yeah everybody is what I was awesome to OTAs that with,
0: with things moving around with players switching teams and stuff and just um, they're still trying to figure out what they're going to do mm-hmm. uh, so that it might say that he's Sam right now but you know I, I guess I'm not that confident that That it's going to stay the same, right? It could be changing up.
2: Yeah, because he did a really good job, middle last year, you know. But I mean, individual defensive players, you know, do so because everyone around them. Come on, he played for New (laughs) England. Their their defense was horrible last year.
1: Okay, so in a word, what would what would you do with him, Jojo?
0: Um. I mean, I would hold. He's still. He's what? He's 23 years old. Yeah. He's a first-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's. He's gonna get some work, and he did. I mean, he was good last year. 69 tackles, uh, 42 assists. I mean, he, he he had a good year. So I think it's gonna it's gonna increase. Um, I I guess I think that he might he might not necessarily stay at Sam, mm-hmm. uh, just because I he showed you know he showed that he can he can do good things and that defense was just so bad that they really just need to figure out who's going to be the best fit where. So even just because we're in OTAs, I think things will probably uh, change around.
1: Right.
2: And Luke? Uh, For me, it's simple. He's a hold if you have him and he's a buy low if you don't.
1: All right. I like that. Um, One last mailbag question. Um, uh, Luke, do you want to introduce it? Yeah, this one's from uh, the Mexican Paradox. Uh, Man, shout out um, to the Mexican Paradox.
2: <laughs> and basically, it's a it's a kind of a two parter. It's a uh, first off, what is the value of uh, Nuke Hopkins right now? And in uh, PPR yeah, Ray
1: Hopkins, for all those who don't know that he's called Nuke.
2: Yes, and then also, what is the gap between him and Allen Robinson of the Jaguars?
1: So I think that in PPR leagues, I would not sell Nuke for anything less than two plus. 2017 first and I would okay. not buy him for any more than two 2017 first I think that he is going to be quarterback proof I think that he's going to do well with Osweiler <laughs> um but that I don't like to shift that I don't like to buy players that are at the peak of their value
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know what I mean yeah um yeah. I, if if you don't have him i wouldn't be buying him uh if you do have him i actually don't think i would be selling him short of a godfather offer right what do you think
0: um with nuke um oh actually i have a question for you do you guys pr- so you guys say nuke but a lot of people say Nuck.
2: yeah um i guess it's however you pronounce the actual uh uh, the baby, like, pacifiers and stuff like that, that brand. So if you, if you pronounce it Nuck, that's, because that's what he's named after.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um,
2: in, in, in these parts in rural Michigan, you know, it's Nuke for some reason, but... <laughs> well, when I was well, a
0: baby... I, I heard a podcast earlier, then they said Nuck, and oh. I was like, oh, well, Okay,
2: you know, say. I mean, all I know is that he's named after that because of his mom, uh, much past that, you know. I'm not sure.
1: Well, with okay. w- what I used to call those pacifiers, I used to call them boo so I don't think that we're going to call them boo Hopkins.
2: Okay, <laughs> that sounds kind of nice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but moving on from that, um, uh, yeah, what do you think, JoJo?
0: Um, with Nuke, um, he he's kind of, his value is crazy. I mean, he, a lot of times he's the 101 wide receiver or he's at least in the top five
1: Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, everywhere I've seen he's been in the top five I don't think I've seen him out of the top five wide receivers
0: and to be honest I'm kind of selling right now um just because so it's funny uh I tweeted this out earlier but the dynasty community loves to cherry pick Mm -hmm. like we just we we cherry pick injuries and so like Sammy Watkins breaks his foot, and people are like, oh, he's fine. And uh, Nuke has these con- has concussions. He has a history mm-hmm. of concussions, and people are like, oh, he'll be fine. But then you have Alshon Jeffrey, who has you know soft tissue issues, and people like downgrade him huge because of that. Even though when he's healthy, he's a huge producer. Right. Yeah. And, and I'm, to I me, this is I heard today on another podcast talking about this too, and I kind of feel the same way. Is that his concussions kind of freak me out I mean he one big hit to the head and you know he could be done for a long period of time right. uh, And so when his value you know is at least at least two future first and probably more like three or four mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you know if I can get that kind of a haul uh, then I'm gonna be all about it and especially because I can probably sell him for like Mike Evans and maybe A late first this year, and maybe a first next year or a second, like early second this year, and a first. I mean, to me, the difference between Mike Evans and Hopkins is not very much, Mm -hmm. but I think to a lot of the dynasty community, it's probably huge.
1: Well, Uh, that's a good segue. What would you take? What do you think the difference between Allen Robinson and Nuke is in terms of value?
0: Um, I would take. Robinson over Hopkins. Oh,
1: wow. Um, really?
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: You're, you're on um, a I mean, wild card. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Maverick. <laughs> uh,
0: I know yeah. that Robinson, I mean, he's, uh, he's probably not going to have as crazy of a year as he did last year.
1: Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't think he can.
0: There's going to be a regression for sure. Um, but... I guess I don't really see him dipping that far down. Okay, Uh, right. And Nuke does seem quarterback-proof, but I'm still worried about the concussions. I get that. So I think probably value-wise, they're probably pretty close. To, I mean, you could probably almost trade them straight up, which is horrible. Don't ever do that. (laughs) Um, Always try to get something on top. Yeah.
2: yeah, I would wait until mid-season, until Allen Robinson has that little bit of like a lull where you're starting to see it and yeah. then if I had nuke, I would go out and be like, "Look, you know, give me your uh, first and uh and Robinson you can have nuke and ride him, the, ride him to the championship."
1: Yeah. I I tend to agree with that. With um I I have Robinson a little bit lower than nuke. Um however, I think both of them are going to experience regression this year. There's just no way they can sustain what they were doing. Both of their offenses are going to have more key players. Um, both their defenses are going to be better.
2: As a guy that owns both of them and in a few leagues, I don't want to hear this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you won the championship this past year, Luke. <sighs> Not knows. <in> those. <laughs> so let's let's keep on trucking. Um, let's move on to some trades. Luke's found some interesting trades for us to discuss, and Let's let's hit these pretty quickly. Like, would you do them? Would you not do them? What side and quickly why?
2: All right, cool. Yeah, I'll run through them real fast, and then you guys just give me your answer, and we'll go from there. Um, speaking of uh, A-Rob, what we'll do is we'll do uh, A-Rob versus Jordan Matthews and two 2017 firsts.
1: Now, for me, this one isn't even close. I would take Jordan Matthews and the two 2017 firsts. Okay.
0: Um, I want to say... It depends on, all of these depend on my team. Uh, I kind of, I want to side with Jordan Matthews. I think there's more value on that side. Mm -hmm. Um, But kind of, if I think these are going to be late firsts. uh, No, I'll still take Jordan Matthews. I think there's more value.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and Luke? Uh, the uh, Twitterverse agreed
0: 58 to 42
2: on
1: that one. Uh, good, 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 good. You, we are, we are people of the people.
2: <laughs> Next one <laughs> is Randall Cobb or Dion Lewis and Jeremy Macklin.
1: This one makes me sick, um, just because I don't like either side really, because it's such a wash. I would probably take Randall Cobb in this one because I think that he's going to have more opportunity okay. um, with Jordy Nelson back. Okay.
0: Um, in Dynasty, I'll take Randall Cobb. Um, if I'm really trying to just win the ship, though, Mm -hmm. um, this year, I think I might do go Dion Lewis and Macklin just because I think having, I think Dion Lewis has a really high ceiling. Uh, Mm -hmm. New England drives me insane, but my hope is... everyone insane. Yeah, that he'll, you know, he'll get the majority of the work and still be a good pass catcher, and Jeremy Macklin is... One of the like crazy underrated players Mm -hmm. who um, can still be really productive. So I think if I was trying to win the boat, I might go Lewis and Macklin. But for the most part, in Dynasty, I'm going Cobb.
2: Okay. Uh, Well, um, at at the moment that I found this, Twitter was uh, saying 70 to 30 percent that Deion Lewis and Jeremy Macklin was the way to go.
1: Okay. All right. Cool. So I'm
2: against the The next one. (laughs) For once. (laughs) <laughs> the next one is uh, Laquan Treadwell or a presumed top five 2017 draft pick.
1: Joey? Um,
0: hmm. I feel like there's going to be a lot of running backs in the top of 2017. Mm-hmm. At least that's the way it looks. Um, and just because of how I build my teams and stuff, I might aside with Treadwell. I haven't done a lot of Devi investigation stuff. I know that UTH has done They've been doing a lot more stuff, but I haven't dove into it personally very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, Treadwell was considered the 101 at one point, so I think I'm going to go Treadwell.
1: Okay. I actually go Treadwell as well. Um, uh, I think that he is going to be a really... I think he's going to be an elite talent. Um, and although a top 5 2017 pick will probably also be an elite talent uh, unless I'm going to go ahead and make a run in the next two years. I want to make the smart decision for my dynasty and invest in a young, excellent wide receiver. It's fair enough. Yeah, I uh,
2: personally, real quick for myself, um, I would take the pick, but that's only because I would be targeting Corey Davis in yeah. the top five next year. Uh, but that would be the only reason. Uh, the answer, though, according to Twitter... 68% said they'd take the pick. Hey. Um. Then let's see what else we have on this list. Uh, oh, here's a good one. I feel this one's kind of uh, close. We'll see what you guys think. Uh, Michael Crabtree or Nelson Aguilar?
0: Hmm. Hmm. Crabtree or Aguilar? mm mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go Aguilar. I'm going to go Aguilar as well. And it's not that close. I mean, I know that Crabtree was awesome last year, and I actually think that he probably does it again this year. Mm-hmm. But um, I think Aguilar has a, like a way higher ceiling, obviously, than what he did last year. But I think he's, I don't know, I, just, I think that with the change in the offense, he'll, he'll live up to his uh, rookie draft pick that he used last year.
1: Yeah, and I think I, I have to go with Aguilar here because I think it's kind of a wash in terms of what I expect from them, and Aguilar is younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so because it's a tie and it's dynasty, I'm going to go with Aguilar.
2: Okay, I, w- I would agree. I would prefer Aguilar as well.
1: And uh,
2: uh, Twitter said 51% they agreed. So that's cool. good. All right, last trade. It's uh, uh, two, two for two. Uh, Mark Ingram and Kenny Bell. For Thomas Rawls and Devonte Adams.
1: Uh, for me, it's Mark Ingram and Kenny Bell, and it's not close. I don't think Thomas Rawls is a starter, um, although NFL Network does. Um, he's he's a presumptive guy, obviously, but I think mm-hmm. that they brought in people for a reason. They invested for a reason. And all Devontae Adams has shown us is that he can make a fool of himself on the field. He had a good playoff game. Yeah, he had a <laughs> good playoff game. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, Jojo? Uh,
0: I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna go Mark Ingram and Kenny Bell. That's Uh, right. I really like Kenny Bell. I'm a I'm a big Nebraska fan, so Mm -hmm. it's kind of a little bit of homerism. But I think that (laughs) I think he I really do think he can be good. Um, And Mark Ingram is kind of in a weird spot because of his age, but he still can be so productive, and I think he's still really good. So. yeah, and I'm not a fan of Thomas Rawls really. And same with Devonta Adams, mm-hmm. Devontae Adams. Um that's just that whole backfield is kind of a mess right now and I wanna see how it shakes out. Well, I was a fan of Thomas Rawls because he got
2: me some good players in return when I traded him this awesome. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I got I got uh
1: the one oh one for Thomas Rawls and CJ Anderson. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag homelings. <laughs> <laughs> I got him. I got him. Uh, what? What was it? That was a. Uh, that was like right after the season ended. I went out and shopped immediately, and everybody in the league got pissed at the other guy. But the other guy actually did need some running backs, so.
2: Yeah, wow. there's a the dark side to home leagues, though, because I mean, in the same breath as you know, you can go out and you can get a good deal, when well, you're trying to get rid of guys, but you're trying to get the value that they're worth at that moment, I mean, like in, yeah. the, in my home league here, I have both Nuke and Allen Robinson, and I can't get anything of value for them.
1: Right. Yeah, you won't. And speaking of, let's do a price check on Dorial Green Beckham. All right. Let's do it. So let's do it. here we go. Here's your spectrum. Price check. Dorial Green Beckham. Let's say, what do you guys want to do? Are you buying him or are you selling him? Right now? I mean, like, in terms for the price check. What do you want to do? Do you want to buy him or do you want to sell him? Uh, I'm, gonna, him. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm going to buy him right now. I right, wouldn't buy him. Let's buy him. Would you buy okay. Dorial Green Beckham for two firsts? Would you buy Dorial Green Beckham for one first and a little extra? Would you buy Dorial Green Beckham straight up for one first? Or... Would you buy Dora Green Beckham for less than a first, or you just don't want him?
0: So are these 17 firsts? Yeah, what right? 17
1: firsts. Well, I mean, a first is a first, JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> less is a 2016 first? Yeah, it's a 2016. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hi, Mark. My friend Mark just texted me. He's like, I'm watching you.
1: Oh, that's weird. <laughs> oh, that's right. You got Periscope going.
0: Yeah. All right, so right. <laughs> we're, we're up to 10 right now hey
1: 10 people say hello um so yeah uh what what would you guys
0: 2017 first um oh man I really like DGB I think a random 2017 first because of where I guess I don't know what his ADP is but I feel like that's probably a lot for where I would imagine that his ADP is probably farther back than where that value is at
1: yeah so what would you buy him for
0: um I'd probably try and get him for less than a first. Cool. I mean, I definitely I like him. I guess he's kind of a hard player to gauge. I don't know, what do you think, Luke?
2: I I would try I would try to get him for a, a a perceived like if I if I was going to win the league you know, like if I thought that I had a chance to win, give someone the you know the one twelve or the one eleven, I'd probably do it for that. Otherwise, I'm shooting for like a very early second rounder. And if anyone comes at me and they're like, "Well, he's too good," I'd be like, dude, they just signed Tajay Sharp. He doesn't have a prayer.
1: <laughs> 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 what? You're not a big Trey Bride fan? Um, <laughs> I, dude, I totally was.
2: I had him in so many leagues because you could get him in like the fortieth round of your startup.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Freaking waiver. Um, killed. But uh, so, how about I? I think that I would I would try if I if I wanted like if I wanted Dorial Green Beckham, and I was in a buying mood, which I never am. Um, I would offer first straight up for him. Mm-hmm. I well, think in, in any league.
2: Seriously though, the one hindrance that has popped up from last year to this year that has to be taken into consideration is Richard Matthews because mm-hmm. I think he's going to come in and he is going to he's going to get targets he he earned uh, you know a pretty big spot last year in miami's offense and i think that him coming to tennessee this year he's going to do stuff he's at least he's going to get the chance to do it
0: right yeah so to so to give a little bit of uh maybe some context to all of this i looked up the dynasty nerds adp Mm -hmm. and so he's going 36 uh so he's right after ap and macklin and he's right before Treadwell and Coleman. Wow. Uh, and yeah, so it's DGB, Treadwell, Coleman, Floyd. And I think I would rather have Coleman mm-hmm. than D G B Yeah,
1: I would rather have Treadwell, Coleman, Dox, and Shepherd than D G B.
0: So You're like, the you Doxon. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess I would I would trade a first a future first form if it's a random future first,
2: right? Especially if it's the second half. Yeah, I, I yeah, I mean, it's just so hard. I mean, because I mean he did he did
0: perform. I need year. to
1: wrap this up. That's our uh, that's our. Uh, let's move on. We've oh, talked yeah. about Dorial Green Beckham enough. It's our Wilhelm scream. So <laughs> yeah. So moving on. Now that we've talked about Dorial Green Beckham for eight minutes. <laughs> uh, so we would we would buy him is what I guess what we all decided. Um, yeah. Let's let's go ahead and look at the rookie draft landscape, some risers and fallers between May and June's average draft position. Um, let's just hit these kind of real quick so we can make sure to get some time for our rookie ADP primers. I'm gonna name the player, what their May ADP was, what their June ADP was, the difference, and whether you would be trying to get them at that. Um, June ADP price still. So, the first one we have, it's the most notable difference, um, at least in terms of risers, is Wendell Smallwood has gone from 46 overall in May to 32 in June. Um, that's a difference of 14 spots. That's up an entire round. So, what would you guys say? Of uh, Would you still want him at the 32 overall? Wendell Smallwood? I wouldn't,
2: uh, I wouldn't mind him. You know, I mean... At that point, you're looking at you're in the third round, almost at the end. So you're looking at Tyler Irvin. You're looking at Daniel
0: Lynch. Uh, Paxton Lynch, Tajay Sharp, right? Uh, DeAndre you know? Washington.
2: Yeah.
0: And then the only thing I can say is if
2: you wait a little, if you wait another round, you probably can get Lasco in the fourth. Yeah. You know, yeah. and honestly, it kind of looks like they're doing the same thing.
1: So you got the scrolls. I actually I like Wendell Smallwood a lot. I saw what he did at West Virginia, and I think that he did a great job. My mm-hmm. only issue with him is that he, he gets a full head of steam, and he's fast, and he's a good pass catcher, but as soon as he hits somebody, it's like he's running into a wall. He does not move people. He doesn't have very much functional strength. So he, he, as long as he's in space, he's good, but he just hits a wall and goes, poof, and falls over. Yeah, like I said, Lasco. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Exactly, like Lasco. <laughs>
2: Uh, no, I know, I would agree with that assessment. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, But I think what helped bring him up a little bit uh, for his rising thing, uh, there was uh, rumors for a while that they were talking about trading Sproles. Oh, uh, and Smallwood would have entered basically in the Sproles role, and Sproles always seems to get uh, targets and everything. So I feel that that's why he rose so much from May to June.
1: I still think that he will get targets. And I think that he will contribute to this offense immediately.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I agree. I think he'll probably, uh, or I shouldn't say probably, I think that he will contribute immediately. Um, and where he's at, so at 32, I I think I'd buy at 32. Um, in, in a draft that I'm in right now, he went at 22. Oh, my God. So he went at 210. Mm-hmm. Um, And I got Keith Marshall at 25, at 301.
1: What is it with you UTH
0: people and grabbing Redskins
1: running backs? Like, Matt Jones last year, this year it's Keith Marshall. Like, what the heck? Well, I mean, come on, Keith Marshall, it has nothing to do with him being a Redskins
2: guy. He was the fastest guy in the draft.
0: That's true, <laughs> but still. And his competition is Matt Jones, though I like Matt Jones. Um, yeah, I, I like Keith Marshall
2: too. Now, are you talking about the Save by the Bell League? Yeah, yeah. Two picks later, I went with uh, Jonathan Williams, of course, because because
1: uh, you get him in every single draft you have. Yeah.
2: Well, my goal was to get Marshall, but he went two picks ahead of me, so I apologize.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, when the next player we have is Kenyon Drake, and actually speaking of Keith Marshall, um, that Kenyon Drake has moved from twenty-one to fourteen between May and June, mm-hmm. and that's a difference of seven. Also, Keith Marshall has moved from 28 to 21 so where Kenny and Drake was mm-hmm. and that's also a difference of 7 frankly between the two I would prefer to have Marshall mhm same here yeah. I mean Kenny yeah. Drake he, he's in Miami right
2: Yeah he was the third overall running back taken in, in the draft which is why I think that he has the uh uh the ADP that he does but I he's just a pass catching back I don't get it. I I don't get it
1: I don't. I don't get it either. I think. Um. I think Keith Marshall is going to have more of an opportunity. Uh, Keith Marshall will have less opportunity, but once he gets the opportunity, it'll be quality opportunity. With Kenyon Drake, I mean, it's not like everybody's banging down the door for Jay Ajayi right now. I mean, they just brought in Dan Heron to compete with Jay Ajayi. They were. They worked him out. So.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm just not sure with Drake. I think part of it is people are. Um, I think some people are probably just assuming that Ajayi is going to be injured forever Mm -hmm. so they feel like Drake is going to get work right away and get a lot of work right away but um, yeah, I I guess I would I think I probably still would have taken Keith Marshall had Kenyon Drake been there Mm -hmm. in this recent draft yeah. So, uh, this so just, at fourteen, yeah, I'm probably not. I'm not buying. Mm, the, to me, this
2: just screams 2016 class running back going to Miami first round next year. You know, right. if if, if, Aj- if Ajayi does not turn out to be anything, they're not going to give Drake the keys.
1: Right. I don't. I don't think so either. I think that it, they're just going to write this year off and move on to next year. Mm-hmm.
2: Which which amazes me what, that they spent such a high the, the third round draft pick on getting. Um, uh, I'm getting Drake.
1: Yeah. So um, let's move on. The next four we have are actually all top five players. Um, so I'm yes. going to lump them together. We've got Laquan Treadwell moving up from four to two mm-hmm. um, between May and June. We've got Sterling Shepard, my boy, moving up from five to three between May and June. Both are differences of two spots. Um, and then we've got Josh Doxon falling from 2 to 4, so he and Laquan Treadwell flipped. And Corey Coleman has dropped from 3 to 5, so he and Sterling Shepard have flipped. Really?
2: Wow. I, I think more so it's just it just speaks to what's going on in OTAs and the reaction to them. You right. know, I mean, it's good to see that these four are interchangeable, uh, but... You know, Treadwell going up and everything because you're getting good news from him. Sterling Shepard, you're getting rave reviews from Eli Manning. Uh, but, but Josh Doxon, you know, you're hearing that he's going to be stuck behind uh, the two guys for his first year. So that's going to lower him a little bit. And then Corey Coleman, everyone's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, he's in Cleveland. Oh, my God, he's in Cleveland.
1: <laughs> and so you, you you have that going on. See, you for me, a- Coleman being in Cleveland is a good thing because it's a wide up in depth chart.
2: Yeah, I, I think more so this year they're just writing it off a lot because uh, RG three is the heir apparent to getting it before they take Deshaun Watson next year first overall. You know that's that's the the narrative that's going on right now in Cleveland.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, with all these guys flopping around, I think I think you guys hit it on the head. It's a lot of what's coming out of OTAs, um, and um, and Treadwell kind of it's the i think the combine is what knocked him out to four and now he's just gone back to what he was before that Mm -hmm. Uh, the we try not to be reactionary but the community as a whole is very reactionary Mm -hmm. and so if you can i mean that's a huge strategy is being able to capitalize on the people that you know are reactionary to roto world and the blurbs and stuff like that you know if you can if you can capitalize on that and just kind of try to ignore the things that you don't think are real news or that aren't, um, going to be that detrimental to a person's career, like Treadwell's bad combine. I mean, he's still going to produce. And I think people just kind of realize that like, okay, putting him at four, we might've overreacted a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm still, I still have him at four, but I think, you know, I kind of had him at four, I think a little bit, you know, as soon as the combine happened, um, I was fine with taking Coleman, like I looked more at Doxson and Coleman than I had before just because I think a lot of it, for me, pre-combine, I just kind of follow the other rankers that I trust and see what they're saying, and then after the combine and I can see kind of numbers on guys, then I'll start looking more into each player and see what I missed because, you know, their athleticism can really shine and you can see where to put them a little bit better, in my eyes. Absolutely. So
1: Absolutely, Our next one we've got is Malcolm Mitchell, who has fallen from 16 um, to 24. So he's fallen also about eight spots. That's almost the entire round. Um, mm-hmm. And I would love to get Malcolm Mitchell at 24, um, even though he's a Patriot. He was drafted by the Patriots, who are terrible at drafting wide receivers.
0: Yeah, that's... Uh, I'm mostly worried that he's a Patriot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Patriots, I
1: mean, it's... Uh,
2: between him and Malcolm – between Malcolm Mitchell and the last guy on this list, Ronnie Wilson, they were both connected with uh, uh, being a patriot and everything. And, man. <laughs> Wait,
1: Ronnie Wilson's a patriot
2: now? No, no. He, there was the rumor that he was, but he never officially signed. That's why in May he was 38, but now he's not even on the board.
1: Yeah. Where is he now? Is he with anybody? Nope. Wow. All right. Man, he – like pre pre – like going into this past season, he was – he was hyped up. Mhm. So DeRudney Wilson has fallen completely off the board. Wow.
0: <coughs> well, it's DeSloia Wilson, so... Yeah,
1: yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> There's that. It had to run oh. into the ground.
0: Was it, wasn't um, it like Maurice Claret,
2: like uh, the OSU running back that you could like try to run against and if you got a free t-shirt, if you beat him in a 40? I have no Uh-oh. idea. That sounds awesome. It, it, I remember, yeah, it's kind of... Yeah. I'm I'm from Michigan, so it was kind of a... A local laughing thing for a little bit it just sounds a lot like him
1: (laughs) that definitely did not make national news Luke thank you for your rural
2: hey I I do what
1: I can (laughs) well now that we've uh we've talked about these risers and fallers, basically wow like I would definitely love to get Smallwood at that 32 position um even though he's risen anyway so moving on to the 2016 rookie IDP primer yeah, um, and actually, the, the rookie thing real quick is a uh, uh, mistake on
2: my part. It's just the 2016 IDP primer. I put in rookie by
1: accident. That's Luke, uh, that's my fault. Luke, you're fired. I, I know. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the team, Jojo. Um,
0: <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you really got to set your sights higher than me. Oh,
1: uh, well, you you have the Twitter followers. So um, <laughs> let's uh, let's go ahead and give a quick quick explanation of what IDP is. Keeping in mind that I have the Wilhelm screen.
2: Oh man! All right.
0: Who's who? Who's doing this? Why?
1: Why don't <laughs> <laughs> we? We haven't even
0: Stay started. Taking too long. long. <laughs> why don't you go ahead, Jojo? Um. Okay. So, quick explanation. Um. So, IDP is just individual defensive players. Mm. Um. Typical format. Um, is going to be that you're going to start a uh, few linebackers, and then you'll have just defensive backs, so safeties and cornerbacks, and defensive line, which is going to be defensive end and defensive tackle. Um, and there's all kinds of different uh, different rosters that you can have, but um, the the easiest way to do it, I guess, is to lump defensive backs and defensive uh, defensive line together.
2: Now, is that your preference?
0: Um, it kind of is. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it is a little bit just cause it, it's less, uh, it's less work for me. That's why I'm lazy. So oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> trust me,
0: me too. I, I, I hate, uh, I hate
2: iron versus, uh, Leon just because of that. Uh, Leon's so nice, you know, it's best ball and it's all lumped together. And then you go into iron and you're like, I started defensive tackle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but part of that too is, so defensive tackles, generally don't score you a lot of points yeah, they um, have much and, and cornerbacks can be very hit and miss. Cornerbacks are the easiest position to stream um, and so by lumping them together I don't have to go to the waiver wire and look for cornerbacks because I really don't want to hold a bunch of cornerbacks on my team and um, with defensive tackles um, if it most of the time if you're starting one you only have to start one mm-hmm. uh, just because there's not very many that are going to score you many points um so when you lump them together you can mostly have defensive ends and be a little more more set for points okay
2: now as far as uh, scoring goes um do you prefer tackle heavy um big play like sack uh, sacks and interception kind of heavy scoring or do you prefer like a nice blend
0: um i like i think i like a little bit more tackle heavy mm-hmm. um and that's just because I love stockpiling safeties and linebackers. Okay. Um, and I, I just think that position is fun to watch. So why not make those positions better? Um, really, if you want to have defensive ends do a little bit better, um, or defensive line do better, then you want to have the more um, the more sack heavy. Or if you, or same with like outside linebackers. Outside linebackers really aren't going to score you. That many points, um, unless it's sack heavy and they're getting after the the quarterback a lot.
2: Okay, well that makes sense. All right, well I'm off. from there. Uh, now that we've gone into a little bit. Why don't we go into a, a couple of guys, uh, each of us that we uh, like for the upcoming season, uh, and then also why don't each of us give a, a quick sleeper?
1: Yeah, I like that idea. So I'll I'll kick it off, um, and I will. I'm going to go against what you have guys have on your note sheet. I'm going to start off with Demarius Randall. What? Um, Yeah! (laughs) Crazy! Um, And he's a cornerback out of Green Bay. And I absolutely love this dude. He is young as hell. Um, He came out last year, I believe. He was uh, taken 30th overall in the first round by the Packers. Mm -hmm. Um, He is... He was probably the best cover safety in that entire draft, in my opinion. He's 5'11", 196, was um, out of Arizona State, and this in his rookie year, um, he had 56 tackles, three interceptions, and 14 passes deflected. Uh, so he, he really produced in his rookie year. Um, he is really fast, um, he was kind of small for the safety po- uh, position, and he was taken a little bit higher than his draft project- uh, projection. Um, I think that he's fast and he's got a good nose for the ball and he makes aggressive tackles so I really like him in tackle heavy leagues and I especially like him this coming year when I expect him to have a lot, a lot of opportunity in uh, the defensive backfield for the Packers because they're going to be up a lot with Jordy Nelson back and I think that Demarius Randle's going to get to run around and pick on people okay you got another guy? Uh, I'll, let, I'll let JoJo go first.
0: Okay. Um, well, should I go by the script?
1: You can go by whatever you, you want. You know what? Do whatever you want, Maverick. <laughs>
0: um, I So one guy I like is uh, Michael Kendricks. Yes. Um, with the with the change to Philadelphia and Chip Kelly leaving, um, he's going to be, I mean, it's looking like he's going to be the will. Okay. Uh, can you explain what a will is. So will is um, is a weak side linebacker. Mm-hmm. So it's Sam, Mike, and Will. So strong side, middle, and uh, weak side. Mm-hmm. No, that's because they're going
2: to the four three. Yeah. Okay. So they're gonna have four linemen and then three linebackers.
0: Yeah, from what I've seen, that's that's the way it's gonna go. Okay. Um, Good to and- know. So I just think that he's 25, um, so he still got age on his side. Um, he did pretty well last year, and I think with the change-up, he, he probably will do a little bit better. I think he'll do a little bit better. And where you can get him, because everyone is on Jordan Hicks right now, um, uh, I think that you can get him for cheaper and still get good production.
2: Okay. I like it. Um, I'll throw out a guy myself real quick here, and uh, just so we're not not talking about uh, defensive uh, linemen and stuff, I want to talk about Robert Quinn. Uh, he was injured last year for about half the season with a, with a back injury that he actually had back surgery for uh, uh, going forward. He's 26 years old out of North Carolina, uh, and he was drafted 14th overall in the 2011 draft. Uh, last year, his sack t- or sorry, his sack total were five, and he uh, also had twenty one total tackles. So not a whole lot there, but he is a DT in a four three system, and if he can recover from his back injury and play like he had been, uh, he is totally something that I would want to get. You know, he's still ranked sixth overall in the uh, in the D line rankings and everything. So I feel that he's still a pretty solid target. Going forward,
0: cool. I well, use like for the dog barking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> With uh, because JoJo brought him up for me, I'm gonna talk about Jordan Hicks, <laughs> 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 Mr. You, because everybody's upon Jordan Hicks right now, so I can get my call Kendricks. Well, what I'll tell you is, I just got Jordan Hicks in a salary cap league for forty-five forty, four thousand five hundred forty, um, in the same. Auction nomination period as Michael Kendricks, and Michael Kendricks went for 4260.
2: Okay. So
1: it's not that much of a difference, at least in that. Like I don't know how it is in actual like i um, drafting stuff um, where it's not salary cap and auction. Um, what I love about Jordan Hicks is he's young, um, and I'm I uh, typically with IDP I I tend to go very young. Um, <laughs> And he only played in eight games last season. And in, through eight games as a rookie, he had 43 solo tackles, seven assists, a sack, two interceptions, and a touchdown. Plus, he um, recovered three fumbles, forced one, and had it one pass defense. Like, the kid was a beast. Um, and I think that he is going to continue to be a beast. And so I'm really high on Jordan Hicks. I actually don't understand how he got him for so cheap now that I say those stats out loud. Um, But I think that you can get him a little bit later than some other players. He plays middle linebacker for Philly um, next to Michael Kendricks. uh, And he's not going to be that first top tier guys that you really think about when you're going to buy a linebacker. So I think he's in that top 25 range for a linebacker.
0: I like it. So I was just looking um, at the another league I was drafted that was auction, mm-hmm. and Kendricks went for one ten, mm-hmm. and Hicks went for one forty three, or no one. Hold on, one fifty eight for Hicks. Should probably be writing reading the right line. <laughs> and no. And one ten for Kendricks, Yes, yeah, I,
2: I guess that kind of makes sense going into this year because if you're going to have uh, Hicks be your Mike, and then I mean now Will with uh, with Kendrick's being at the Will, he's still going to see a lot of uh, a lot of action and everything. But you know, with Hicks being the Mike and everything, he's going to see a lot of tackles.
1: He's going to yeah. have a lot of tackles. And um, one, we should preface this, but these are these are tackle heavy leagues.
0: Yeah, and it also, it's who's going to stay on the field in sub-packages.
1: Right.
0: If it's Hicks, then, then yeah, that, um, then yeah you can look for him to outscore uh, Kendricks by a decent amount.
2: Right. Oh, man, I would love to do a show on just sub-packages, but, but I'm afraid we'd alienate, like, 90% of the people.
1: <laughs> I mean, you'd alienate me. I don't even know what the heck you're talking about right now. So <laughs> let's move on to JoJo's second guy.
0: All right. All right. Um, so I um, I went with uh, the honey badger mm. uh, with Tyron Matthew. Um, he's just so damn good at football. Uh, That's <laughs> so Hard
1: hitting analysis.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 he's twenty four. Uh, he's from LSU, um, and he is uh, playing safety for uh, Arizona now. And so last year it was 89 tackles, one sack, uh, and five interceptions, um, and then one touchdown. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm trying to look up um, when he was hurt. Yeah, he was hurt for a minute.
2: Yeah, it doesn't now he also returns as well,
0: right? Um. I think he was. I guess I don't know that he still will. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how we're going to handle that going forward <laughs> with all the... I mean, there's so much talk and changes about kickoff returns and that fluctuates so often. I think right.
1: I, I think Honey Badger's... Go, I think so, I read somewhere about Honey Badger is going to be the returner.
0: Okay, yeah. So if he's that and you can't return yards, plus everything else he can do... So he was only hurt for week, week 16 and 17. Um, but he, like, just got on a roll after the bye week I mean he's crazy good before the bye week too but um, so after the bye week he went for um, five five tackles and a interception and three pass defend five tackles 11 tackles and an interception and two passes defended and then three against the Rams but that's the Rams mm-hmm And then Vikings, he went for 10 tackles and one pass defend. And then the Eagles, um, he had only four tackles, um, but he had an interception um, and two passes defended. So he's just, yeah, I think he gets back to being, you know, double digit in points uh, easily and probably, you know, averaging... Like, 15 points a game.
2: And that's a great floor to have. If you can get close to that and just expect it every week.
0: Yeah. He's tackle heavy. Yeah, he's just unreal. Absolutely. What about you,
2: Luke? My uh, my last non-sleeper guy is uh, actually okay it's kind of it's kind of a homer thing but not it's just because if it's one thing that i've learned being a browns fan it's that the inside linebacker for your defense is gonna see a ton of tackles and get a ton of points because who else really is there you know for years it was to jackson before him it was Andre davis and now from the jets they signed a 27 year old named demario davis and I fully expect him just to come in day one and just start eating tackles. Nice. So, I mean, there's really nothing to say about him. He's, you know, 90 to- total tackles, two sacks, and a fumble recovery from the year before. But he's in a new scheme. It's just basically he's here. He's going to get a lot of stuff. So if I can get him anywhere, I try to grab him.
1: Tell me about your um, sleeper.
2: Now, now, for me, my sleeper uh, is a, a CO Moore and he is a linebacker that went from Oakland last year to Indy, and he didn't do too much. Um, and apparently he's kind of a knucklehead because he was pulled over going 110 miles an hour in uh, in around Annapolis, Indianapolis in uh, in January. That's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> but he's also, you know, they, they do a 3-4 out there, and he is the third guy in line when it comes to playing in the inside linebacker position, and if that holds up, he's sitting on the cusp of getting another shot. And so I would just keep him. He's a sleeper. He's a deep sleeper, mind you. But he is a sleeper and a guy that I'm picking up places, trying to hold on to.
1: How about you, JoJo? Quick hits. Let's do it.
0: Um, So I'm going to go with um, Denzel Perryman. He may Mm -hmm. not be a huge sleeper because he was really good after the bye week last year. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think people are probably still – still lower on him than they should be mm-hmm. um, so last year he after the bye week he was oh he was 11 points or greater um in a lot of like scoring formats so he just he uh after the bye week he had two sacks um and then he had two weeks where he was double digits of tackles um only went under five tackles twice um and yeah, I just I think that he can improve if he stays at inside linebacker. I guess I don't think the Chargers are changing their system. Um, yeah, yeah, but, I haven't heard anything that they were doing that either. Yeah, so if he can stay at inside linebacker, mm-hmm. um, then yeah, I think he can fill it again. I mean, he, was, uh, he was drafted in 2015, second round. Mm-hmm. So it's not oh, nice. he's not old or anything. He's got plenty of time to to keep improving, and I think he does.
2: Right, you know, and people are still thinking about Manti Teo and his fake girlfriend anyway, so I'm pretty sure that, you know, Perryman's a fine choice. Now, he he's really good looking. He's the forgotten guy between uh, Kendricks and Stefan Anthony, you know, and then you had the guy who went to Cincinnati that didn't do anything. But absolutely, Perryman's a good call.
1: Well, I'm going to round out our sleepers with a uh, little guy I like to name, Daddy Nicholas. Um, he was born in Haiti. And he came out this year, and he was drafted uh, at the sixth round, 28 overall, by Kansas City. And listen to this guy's measurables, guys. He's six foot three. He's got 35 inch arms. He's got tree limbs for arms. Um, he plays at 235, and he's got 10 and a half inch hands. So that kind of screams pass rusher, and that's what he played in college. Um, but he is switching to outside linebacker, so he'll still rush the pass, uh, rush the pass, but he'll also drop into coverage occasionally. Um, with Kansas City, the, he's going to probably end up at left end outside linebacker. So ahead of him, he's got basically it's Justin Houston who is coming off ACL or reconstructive surgery, or whatever that ACL issue that he had surgery on was, mm-hmm. and so he's going to get some opportunity. Uh, they issue is he doesn't have very much functional strength if he gets locked up with somebody on the line then uh, he will have issues however he's got enough agility off the line that he can typically get past them. he's got some good um, inside moves like spins that often catch the slow footed tackles that you see sleeping Um, he's wiry uh, and I really like him and and I think he's going to get a lot he's going to have some time to develop Uh, oh and also he went to Virginia Tech (laughs) <laughs> I like it I got to see him actually a lot play, play a lot because um, obviously he and I were attacking at the same time he uh, he was in on every play and even if it didn't show up on the stat sheet he affected every single play mm-hmm. he's, he, I just think he's incredible and I think that they got a steal and rumor out of OTAs and in fact OTAs everything's good is that Daddy Nicholas is going to kill it and that's his real name, Daddy D-A-D-I. Yep, yep. Look it sure. up. Remember it. It's going to be big. So, yeah. Uh, that's our Dynasty and Fantasy Football show, everybody. Um, <laughs> to end on a Homer note. Uh, yep. <laughs> now, Yo, why,
2: don't, why don't we save Game of Thrones for uh, for the next one?
1: Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> uh, next time we're going to hit up Game of Thrones, uh, and we'll do a little Game of Thrones draft. Give uh, JoJo some time
0: to catch up. Um <laughs> yeah, there's no way I can catch up. I'm so far behind. <laughs>
1: how
0: how far behind are you? Um so I, I didn't see one. I think I'm this season that's airing now. I didn't oh. see the last season. Okay. Um for sure, and I'm not sure where in the season before that I stopped.
1: All right. So we're only really looking at about 27 hours worth of uh Yeah. <laughs> a piece of last time.
0: I've got two kids,
1: so. Oh, I hear you. Have you now? Have you read the books at all?
0: No, I haven't. I really want to.
1: Okay. Dude, they're really good. I'll lend them to you when you come to Richmond.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. oh and uh, I actually, <laughs> I recommend since you have kids and everything, I use uh, Audible. <laughs> so. <laughs> <You> <laughs> I was. i
0: been waiting. Um. So there's. Have you guys ever used the OverDrive app? Yeah. Do you guys have that like the library app? Yeah, yeah. Where you can d- download um, books mm-hmm. from the library. So I'm on the waitlist for my library for the first Game of Thrones book, and there is like 30 something people in front of me
2: whoa so you're you're on a waitlist to download the ability to read the book on your phone to listen to it yeah what?
0: yeah so like the way the app works is it's just like if you were to go to the library and get a book
2: uh-huh.
0: so if there's people that have it on hold in front of you then you have to wait till you know your hold comes up.
2: Wow, that just sounds so crazy to me. Here, we're gonna put this electronic signal across the waves on your phone, but you got you gotta wait your turn. You guys can yeah, only
1: have I, it one at a time. It's a yeah, licensing
2: they issue. they pay for the licensing. Oh, okay, okay, that, okay. That makes sense.
1: You know, yeah, we do have an intellectual property attorney on this podcast. What?
2: What?
1: Yeah, it's a licensing issue. They only have one license.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, um, I'm on the list, so maybe in like a year I'll be able to listen to it. (laughs) Oh, good. We'll go ahead and do the podcast then.
1: Guys, uh, as you're listening, just know that we won't do another podcast for a year because JoJo is slow. Um, (laughs) I'm kidding, by the way. Please don't unfollow us because of that. So um, another thing I want to remind everybody of is if you enjoy the podcast, please go on iTunes and rate us. Um, Also, you can... Go on our SoundCloud, which is SoundCloud.com slash Intentional Grounding FF. Click like, leave a comment on iTunes. Review us, um, leave a comment as well. We really like to see some of y'all's feedback, and uh, that is a good thing. If you don't like us, um, recommend us to your enemies and have them go on and rate us. Um, so uh, you can follow JoJo on Twitter at JoJoLMags, J-O-J-O-Mags l m a g s you can follow luke at intentional underscore g at intentional underscore g and you can follow myself at grounding ff uh, that is at grounding ff uh, you please uh subscribe on itunes tell your friends tell your enemies tell anybody i really don't care who you tell as long as you tell somebody um and you yeah follow us on twitter send us questions at uh, our email address, which is intentionalgroundingff@gmail.com. at gmail.com. What's that, Luke? Intentionalgroundingff@gmail.com. at gmail.com. What's that, JoJo?
0: Intentionalgroundingff@gmail.com. at gmail.com. See, he's going to be a regular.
1: So, yeah, send us questions. Um, and I want to remind everybody that during your rookie draft season, if you have any questions about who you should take, feel free to tweet uh, the number of teams, some scoring quirks if needed, and which players – you're choosing between to luke or i at grounding ff and at intentional underscore g and one of us will give you some insight um, ah! what was that oh that was you're trying to do the wilhelm scream <laughs> yeah was, yep. yeah he's cutting um, you off what is this amateur <laughs> oh there we go um we go. so uh uh for luke say goodbye to him luke hey goodbye guys and for jojo see you guys and i am noah downs it's been a pleasure talking to you all